Hello and welcome to the definitive list of everything ever. Duck edition. By that I mean DuckTales reboot edition. With me today, we have a young entrepreneur duck. It's James. Oh, why did I have to be him? And Flintheart Globgold, also known as Derek. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. And of course, rounding out the Billionaires Club is me as Scrooge. Suck it. Well, I'm trying to get into the Billionaires Joy. Club. Thanks, guys. <laughs> trying to get into the Billionaires Club mm. with your and fake. I will do whatever it takes. Your fake app by scamming your investors. That's not something I would do, but okay. This episode was surprisingly accurate. If you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't already, look up the seven hundred dollar juice press that that startup made. That is the funniest thing I've seen in my entire life. And then read about how their company went out of business. It's a juice press that has Bluetooth and Wi-Fi built in so that it can scan the overpriced bags of juice you put into it and tell you how fresh they are. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And it costs like – I think I said 600 but I think it actually was started at $1,500. It's like this super hipster juicer for hipster juice companies in San Francisco. And, and it has Wi-Fi. And, and it, I think I think it has to be on Wi-Fi to juice so if your internet goes out. You can't make juice. <laughs> what? Someone hacks their internet. No more yeah. juice for you. That's just, you can hack their juicer, make it squeeze too much or something. Man has gone too far. That's pretty much the plot of this Ducktales episode. Actually, is man has gone too far, or yeah. the mystery of the magic juicer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, stupid juicer would have been better than what his project was. Scamming investors is no small feat. So let me synopsis this episode. This is the infernal internship of Mark Beeks with an exclamation point. Mark Beeks being a joke parody of Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs and whoever currently runs Google. Was I he guess. supposed to be a duck? I thought he was like a... No, okay, no, he has a beak, so he's like a pigeon or something. Or like... Some kind of falcon. Well, maybe not a falcon. I don't know. Some sort of bird. There is a falcon in the episode, but it's not him. He's like yeah. a pigeon, which explains because they're the rats of the skies. <laughs> so, skies. I'm really offended that you said I was Mark Beeks. <laughs> oh. You're the rat of the skies. <laughs> I can't imagine what it would be like for Nathan to equate you to an uninteresting or unlikable character. That must be hey, so don't terrible. Don't spoil our other podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> You got to be Glomgold this week. No complaining. Yeah, Glomgold is kind of fantastic. You could have been that falcon that's in the falcon graves. He's also cool. Okay, so let me tell you the plot. My relationship. I have to sum up the summary of this episode so we can start actually discussing it instead of discussing hipster juicers. So, (laughs) shut up. I mean, here we go. So basically. There's this new douchebag hipster Mark Zuckerberg duck. Or no, he's not duck. Sorry, pigeon. And he wants to join the billionaires club that David Tennant and Flintheart are in. Well, he's in it. And they don't like him because he plays dubstep over their Bluetooth speakers. So then Huey and Dewey want to be his intern. So, okay, let me just sum up in, in plots. So the A plot is Huey and Dewey competing for Mark Beeks's affections so they can be the intern and with you know dewey being the adventurous personable douchebag 
and Huey being the meticulous whatever. And then the other plot is this Falcon breaks in and tries to steal Mark Beeks' invention. So there's that. And then the last plot, clearly the best, is um, <laughs> Bob Gold shows Scrooge a slideshow because they don't like Beeks. And then Scrooge says something like, you've wasted all of my time for no purpose, and I felt the same way. So <laughs> that's why I'm Scrooge. This is the second episode where I perfectly relate with Scrooge on a metal level. And then they find out his invention, Beeks' invention, doesn't exist. He's just scamming his investors. And for some reason, even though Falcon Graves is being paid by Beeks, which means the job is done, which is the twist, I guess, he decides that he's mad. <laughs> Which makes no sense. And then they throw him off on a trampoline, and neither of them get the internship, sort of, because the company's a f- scam. And Dewey throws a million dollars off the roof, and then Glom Gold enacts his evil plan to kill Bart Beeks for no reason. <laughs> I'm going to make a guess here, Derek, and say Mark Beeks is not in the card comic books. No, he <laughs> really isn't. Yeah, he was invented for the show, and I was a little worried about this episode because the first preview that I saw with him was the bit where he starts playing dubstep, and I was just like, oh no, he's obnoxious. My hopes were low for this episode. So before we go into this episode, if you're a person that is over the age of 13... You should go watch The Social Network, which is a movie about an eccentric douchebag millionaire. And it's way better than this episode. And if you're a 17-year-old, you should go watch Silicon Valley, which is the exact same as this show, as this episode of the show, except funny. Also R-rated, which this show couldn't be. It's just a few minor changes. (laughs) Wow. Also, I'm surprised we didn't get a cameo from the Duck's mom, also known as Magica, but I guess they're saving that for the mid-season finale. (laughs) (laughs) Or, wait, what happened to Lisa? What's the name of the Duck I hate? And where did she go? And there's no Webby in this episode, either. That's two and... No, wait, no, she's in the last episode. I guess what we're looking at is they are going to actually be swapping characters around a bit, and they have a decently sized cast, so they can do that. The first IMDb review is complaining that Webby isn't in this episode. I know. Derek, what are you doing on IMDb? (laughs) (laughs) Writing a wrong. (laughs) uh, Does anyone want to, like, start us off with thoughts on this? Good, bad? Yeah. Good um, first? We all know you liked it. Well, yeah. Just take a recording from last week and play it this week. It would just be the same thing. Yeah. I just cut all instances of Webby out. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I think we've. I think we're on to a winning strategy for producing this podcast. I was a little worried because I thought Mark Meeks would be obnoxious, and he was. But I enjoyed the reactions to Falcon Graves had to him. Those were kind of fun to play off each other. I li- I did like the plot with Scrooge and Glomgold and how sort of Scrooge was okay with plotting a murder because he's like, yeah, you try to kill me all the time, and it usually ends up being obnoxious. So eh, whatever. Um, yeah, I would love to see the episodes where that happened. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, it happened in the first episode. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, we'd like to see that happen again well, in other episodes rather than whatever this was. Pretty sure the episode's still on YouTube, so, you know. <laughs> wow. Unlike us, unlike you, we don't watch each episode 17 times, Derek. Twice. <laughs> you only watch this one twice? Yeah. 
This is our first one star from Derek, guys. It's, I'm not going to give it one star. I actually, I enjoyed it. I mean, that's the rule. If you liked it more, <laughs> then you should have watched it more. <laughs> yeah, you better start it right now so it'll be done by the time the podcast ends. No. You can give it two stars. <laughs> I'm going to give it more than one star. It wasn't a bad episode. I mean, it wasn't Tara Furman's. Yeah, that yes, that is true, and I li- I did like that they didn't cram in any characters that didn't need to be there, and so it was the plot was a lot more focused. I felt because it relied only on the characters that were necessary for the plot. I don't agree necessarily with that because as much as I like the fact that Glon Glen Glab and Scrooge were the episode, I felt they didn't do anything, and so they didn't actually offer much besides. A break from obnoxious dick bag, also known as Mark Beaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I didn't feel like the plot. There was, I mean, there were three plots, and they were all perfectly inane and boring. I went. I was actually excited for this episode because reading the synopsis sounded like it could be pretty funny. It was like a roller coaster that I think ended on a low note for me, <laughs> where there were some jokes I thought that played out all right. Mm-hmm. Like the the instance of Dewey buying everybody pizza while Huey is meticulously ordering their exact thing, <laughs> and how that works out better for Dewey. Like it's not necessarily a great joke, but it is a good like character difference, mm-hmm. you know, and like them kind of understanding the difference in culture that's going on there. Uh, the fact that Dewey gets promoted over Huey is pretty funny, even though we kind of saw it. A plot though, like I no, feel like it's a joke. Like not really. Fun. There wasn't really a plot to any of it. Is like, yeah, we're gonna point out the differences, but did either of the boys really learn or change? No. Well, they tried. At the end, they tried to slam in this Dewey saying, "I actually need you to make a list for me to do something," and then he just doesn't do it, the list anyway. So, like, was the freaking yeah the point? I don't, I don't understand. Well, he did what he said to do. We could have just done it anyway, because most of it was him improving to keep to make Falco open the brief. Case was well, that their plan? That was Huey's plan. Yes, that's why he said, "Don't tell him what's in the briefcase because that way Falcon Punch would be suspicious." His and name is Falcon Punch. Now yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, but like to what end? <laughs> to what? So like he'd be distracted so Mark could escape. Is that the plan, or was so that he would open it because they didn't know there was money in it? True. It's like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. It's like this plot was written like by Glomgold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who also his plots make no sense. Yeah, I have been noticing it's kind of interesting. There are like, on average, it feels like six writers per episode. At least I felt like I, that, but I'm glad you pointed out because this one felt like it was written by 20 people that were throwing out three random jokes. And hmm. they were all like over the age of 40. Because I would like to point out, I said this to James before the podcast, but 90% of the jokes feel like they were written in, like, 2014. Like, no one says YOLO anymore. Like, and that's, like, the big punchline for one of the jokes. And, Mm. like, the whole idea that Google, which is what this is obviously praying, Google's campus is, like, zany and quirky, and that's how they hire, you know, good people, and that's how tech startups are. Like, that, again, was abnormal because in 2014 and now like companies have kind of averaged that out mm-hmm. tech companies yeah. kind of have reached a, a nice medium and that's not a joke anymore like that's not funny anymore like, this mo- episode felt like it came out three years too late yeah <laughs> and so all the jokes felt dated in a show that was in an episode that was supposed to be 
you know, very modern in its jokes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even dubstep's old. Like even dubstep isn't yeah. like, a joke anymore. Like it's just kind of mm. gone. It's totally gone. When has Disney ever been on the cutting edge of trends? Well, then don't make an episode about that. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the other episodes didn't feel quite so dated, dated though. Yeah. And this one just, yeah, this one I think in five years is going to look real, like cringily painful because mm-hmm. it's going to be like complete. Whereas the rest of the episodes at least kind of have that timeless nature to them in terms of yeah. the well, time period does it matter. If there was a story to this episode, it could have overcome that. But there's not really a plot to it. There's not anyone likable in it, and there's not anything that happens. Yeah, not a whole lot goes on. It's kind of it's kind of like in a meta way they open up the vault and they're like, "There's nothing in here." It's like the whole episode's <laughs> leading up to this big plot reveal that's like going to tie the episode together, and then there's just nothing. Yeah, it's meta again. Does that make it smarter that they're making fun of the fact that their episode is banal? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it just makes me even more disappointed. Mm. <laughs> if they were, I like the joke. I, th- I think my biggest beef is that, like, also the whole him like pulling all these phones and everyone being on their phones. Like, yeah, a forty-year-old wrote this. That's really funny. Really yeah. good joke. People, Not my young, last backup phone. <laughs> young people are on their phones a lot and do social networking. See what Does I anyone thought. Anyone have a backup phone? Really? Like, well, maybe. Well, Mark he's Reed. rich, so. Yeah, but I don't know. No, I think my biggest disappointment was I thought the episode was going to be Scrooge and Glongold teaming up and actually interacting with him and seeing this contrast between old adventure billionaires and like these young dickhead billionaires and yeah. like that conflict, which I thought could be really funny because like mm. they're both behind the times. Yeah. Right, and then you have the nephews yeah. as, as kind of the the intermediaries that are like trying to help their uncle understand like what the modern technology is. Whereas Scrooge and Glomgold don't understand how you can be rich without pillaging indigenous people or whatever they do for a living. <laughs> oh and no, they're going on adventures. You know, like it, it's this this fun contrast of like because it, it fits Scrooge's new character too. Where it's like, what's the point of money if you don't you know live get to live a life with it? Right, mm-hmm. like what's the, point of his money of his wealth isn't his wealth the point of his wealth is all the adventures he got to do to get it and like this guy is cheating the system and so there's an obvious character foil there that is completely ignored yeah. for the sake of it being a bad silicon valley joke for an entire episode that is that yeah. is dated i kind of get the feeling we're gonna see more of mark beaks because watching the intro, I realized there's a ce- there's a scene at one point where they're running in the foreground, and then in the background there's these like you see these portraits of the um, main antagonists. So you got like Glomgold, Mob Beagle, and I can't remember who else. But one of the the last one that cut pops up is Mark Beaks. So it kind of seems like they're gonna do something more with him. So maybe we'll have a chance to get something a little more interesting out of him. Maybe. I think this once again goes back to binge watch culture, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like there's so many little crumbs dropped along the way, and we haven't had enough episodes to really see where this is going. But I feel like I'm starting to need some, you know, follow up on some of the things that they've dropped off, especially the mother, because that's clearly the most important thing. Or like, the Magicka stuff. I thought that was going to yeah. pay off yeah, by now. Like the Magicka stuff. The Gyro, yeah, Gyro, whatever his name was. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was excited to see what that was going to. 
that hasn't gone that. anywhere. Well, I mean, we're only like what seven episodes in. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, has anything happened in the past? Like three of them, four of them, mm. or not really? It's mostly been about introducing. Well, the last, this one and the last one were about introducing characters. The one before that was also sort of introducing characters, I guess, with the Terraformians. I kind of feel like we're going to get more from them at some well, point. they're all... Yeah, but are we really? Or, or is this just, look at all these characters we make, how zany it is, hmm. and then they're just one-offs? Because there's no exception of Mother Ma Beagle coming back for one episode yeah. that was mostly focused around Lena or whatever her name is. There has been no follow-up with any of these characters. Yeah. Like, the Lena carried through for one episode, and then we got to see Magic of Shadow. And the mother showed up in, what, episode three? The Gizmo episode, yeah. 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 But... They're not consistently bringing things up. I think maybe that's just one of the weaknesses of a format of a show like this. You yeah. know, like you can't have it super serialized because you're trying to just go for the kids that are watching Disney XD. But also, there needs to be some follow-up here. Well, yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, it's an episodic show that is has given us the promise of there will be follow-up. But again, I mean, we're... It, we're kind of more in Act 1 of the season, where they're still doing a lot of setup, and I kind of feel that we're... We should probably be moving into Act 2, because we only have, like, four more episodes left until the season finale. Yeah. Or mid-season finale, excuse me. Yeah, and so, I don't know, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm kind of not yet ready to, um, you know, scuttle this boat until after I see what everything is leading up to. After Season 2, Derek's like... <laughs> okay, well, maybe now I can scuttle the boat. So they had that same philosophy, and that's why I kept watching House of Cards, even though it got freaking terrible. No. And, like, it's still terrible now. And then I realized that they just didn't have, a, an, like, an, an exit plan. Like, this they just how, didn't. <laughs> like Lost? This is how I feel about Doctor Sherlock Who. Sherlock is another excellent example. Basically, anything Stephen Moffat writes is just yeah. written on the principle of we're going to leave you with this really interesting question and then just never actually pay it off. Or if we do, it's just really disappointing because we clearly didn't plan for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is as bad as Doctor Who, Modern Dark 2. It's definitely not as bad as the last season of Sherlock. But but it's it, like it's written Doctor Who like season 5. I think you hit on the nose. When this feels structured like a release-the-whole-season episodic type thing where people can just binge through it and then you just power through the episodes that are bad. Right, mm -hmm. but it gives you enough little details to be like, this episode was bunk, but they mentioned something that might be interesting next episode. Right. right, that's very much the Doctor Who thing. But the problem is, if you're doing it in this format, it's just the episode's bunk, right? Yeah, yep. like it's there, there just isn't anything meaty to it, which is unfortunate because I felt like the best shows that Disney's put out. Again, I don't I haven't seen a ton, but Gravity Falls is the easy example. Mm -hmm. Especially in the middle of like the first, about the third or fourth episode, once you get into Gravity Falls, there are tons of hints that there is more stuff going on, but the episodes surrounding them are just as good. Mm -hmm. And so you mm -hmm. don't care about the little things. You just, it's, you care more about the episode while you're watching it. And then it's just like a little cherry on top that there's more to come afterwards. Yeah. Like the Dresden Files, which we were discussing this week as well. Yeah. 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 That's kind of a contrast between creator driven shows and committee driven shows because Gravity Falls was pretty much had a solid showrunner vision. Well, this one, you know, you've got multiple writers per episode. You've got, doesn't two it have guys a showrunner though? It does. There's two guys in charge of it. 
And so, well, but it doesn't. Feel, but again, it's an existing. Doctor property. Who and Sherlock had Moffat, and look where that. Ended. Well, yeah, I mean, there's. I don't the creative having, vision does have to be from someone who doesn't suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like Stephen Moffat. And like, you can have two showrunners that mm-hmm. are in sync with each other. I mean, Westworld is a husband and wife team, and they pulled off a show. Yeah, that was critically acclaimed. Yeah, but it feels like this being an existing property and one owned by disney that feels like you know maybe that's why there's so many writers because they have to have multiple eyes take a look at it before it goes through rick and morty is also by two people Hmm. and it does the similar thing where it's both bingeable and individually interesting Hmm. i mean it has dud episodes don't get me wrong every show does I think the thing about the yeah. about this that I find satisfying is that no, it's not one of the the groundbreaking animated shows that we've been getting so much recently. But what it is is, if you don't compare it to those, but you instead compare it to the animated shows of ten or so years ago, suddenly it feels so much better. And now you're making excuses though, because I can well, say, yeah. look at look at the car I drive today. Which is the car I would have driven 10 years ago, which is not fair because my car is like 15 years old. But like a car I bought today versus a car I bought 15 years ago, that's yeah. not a fair comparison. And plus, Honestly, the car today is going to be better. Well, what Unless I'm saying... point out that Avatar is better than this show, and that's at least mm-hmm. 10 years old. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying that just it's kind of an indicator that in general, animation has risen to a higher level because mm-hmm. this one's better, you know, this show is better than just your average animated show 10, 15, whatever years ago. I do not agree with that at I, all. Yeah, because definitely. 10, 15 years ago was Samurai Jack, Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo, Dexter's Lab, moving into Spongebob. All of those shows are better than this show. Those shows are all fantastic. Those are some of the best shows on, that have come, cartoon shows that have come out on television. This is better than, I don't know, maybe Cat Dog, right? <laughs> like maybe there, there are shows it's better than. Cow and but that chicken. doesn't... I kind of liked Couch. Uh, it was a bad. It was a, it was a, it was like a baby's Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Like, like any of those shows, like so those weird. Nickelodeon shows. Or was it? Wait, no, was that that was Cartoon Network? Most of the ones I suggested were Cartoon Network. Yeah, I, mean, I like Dexter's Lab. That no, I amazing. like Dexter's Lab. I'm talking about oh. the Cow and Chicken. I am Weasel. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I no, those are Cartoon thought. Network too. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure oh, out whether yeah, those yeah. ones specifically what they were. But I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of the other stuff that Disney has done with their flagship characters. Since Are you the, comparing it to Disney Junior? Because, yes, this is better than Disney Junior yeah. because we're adults. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think it's terrible. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But I, it's hard for me to be like, like, if you look at this show and you look at, you know, the pantheon of shows that have, like, stood up from cartoon studios this one falls on people will still rewatch it but it's not it's not incredible or anything it's it just kind of is there and like it falls on the mediocre scale they didn't ruin ducktales like that's mm. and i don't i'm not saying that this is just slightly above ruining ducktales that's <laughs> not what i mean they, they they did much better than not ruin ducktales mm. i feel but i it's really hard for me to like garner interest in this show when like it, it doesn't exist in a bubble unfortunately because again mm. i made the comparison to aqua teen hunger force and i kind of accepted the fact this week this show might just not go on any adventures and i mm. realized i'm fine with that because i'm like i like the way these characters interact so if the character interactions are still good i'm good with the show and it just it isn't clicking <laughs> mm-hmm. or clucking if you're Mark Beeks. 
Is he a chicken? Is now. Pigeons cluck? That's the second question we need to ask ourselves. Don't they is he a pigeon? Poo? Does it say what birdie is on here? I'm going to look at the trivia. Mm-hmm. Is that it's the first episode to not have Louis or Webby in. That's the only IMD trivia. Wow, thanks. Sorry, go ahead, Derek. I guess he is looking a lot more like a pigeon now that I think about it. He's gray. Yeah. He's gray. Yeah. I mean, the reason I thought maybe he was a falcon was because there are certain types of falcons that are gray, but considering the actual falcon that we get in this episode, that's highly unlikely. Isn't his beak black like a pigeon's too? It's gray. I have it open. It's gray. So yeah, I think he is supposed to be a pigeon. Yeah. Which, which makes sense because that's like the city bird, right? Yeah. yeah. And ducks are birds of the wild that <laughs> go on adventures. Oh, stop. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying here. I don't know, there's a few ducks that live in the city here. <laughs> I did like Falcon Graves. Yeah, he's he's a he's a like, he's a fun character. It's like his exasperation matched mine as <laughs> the episode. Identified <laughs> with him and Scrooge. Yeah. I did like how it turned out that it all leaded led up to Glomgold's plan was to have the axe fall on Scrooge, and then it just fails. Oh yeah, that was like the whole point of the whole thing. <laughs> Is like, how long have you been planning that one? I'd rather not say. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, you got like a sad R2D2 <laughs> ducktail. No, that was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they did nail the like vapid cynicism of Silicon Valley startups, so he's got that going for it. Yeah. We're not nearly enough espresso makers though for it to be authentic. <laughs> so he did freak out over his coffee, which I liked, which is also accurate. They need that juice press. <laughs> yeah, he definitely needs that juice press. <laughs> yeah, he can afford it now. If they had no product, then I guess everyone was just not just playing all day. That was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he hire that many people? Hire 15 people and embezzle it that way. He's a lot easier. Mm. I they guess. Must, no, they have the app, right? No. The app is a real product. What, the app that, that app? shows his money? <laughs> no, yeah. the, the other app. That... that they didn't say what it does. Yeah. Which I guess oh, it was that. supposed to be like Twitter, maybe? I don't maybe know. Maybe that's why he's a pigeon. Because um, Twitter's that nasty looking pigeon. If he thing. made Twitter, then he wouldn't need another product. Well, he might. You know no, who that's when you acquire. Oh, well. Twitter bought Vine and then killed it, so he could go buy something. What's the equivalent of Vine in DuckTales? Uh, Vine? (laughs) Probably. Sam Vimes? Sam Vimes? Yeah. Wait, what? That's from (laughs) freaking... That's Terry Pratchett. Yeah. All right, this has gone too far. We've already speculated on the deep lore and... (laughs) And we've already given our thoughts on the show and this episode. So let's move on to putting it on the final what I don't care. Derek, how many stars are you giving this and what are your final thoughts? Let's see, I would give it two stars. It's it had some funny moments, but like you said, it wasn't breaking any new ground. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> could think of a few things that would be worse to watch. It's twenty minutes long not that much i think of one watching it again (laughs) it's 20 minutes Uh, long we're really reaching (laughs) james i'm now conflicted because i was assuming i could just do one star under derek's review because i thought for sure he wouldn't go under three but my two is not equal to derek's two so two i'm gonna give it two fine i'll give it a two i was bored 
DuckTales next week, The Mummy better be exciting. No, they're going to do that thing where they say the next episode's interesting, and then they're going to give you, like, next one's going to be, like, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, the great car wash adventure, where they take Scrooge's car to the car wash, but they leave the windows open, and they have to frantically try to get Launchpad to take it to a place to dry it out, but Launchpad, because he was the windows are open and the car thinks he's now an Atlantean and wants to return to the sea. So they go on a great adventure. And then the B plot is Scrooge and Donald are at their house and they just sit there. <laughs> and like complain about something. And complain about You really about, shouldn't say this on a public podcast because they they're probably about writers how, listening and yeah. writing season two. Yeah, write this down. Season. So they complain about how Miss Beakley makes pancakes because Scrooge likes his pancakes well done and Don likes his pancakes raw. And so the whole B plot is them getting into an argument about which pancakes are better. And then they both cook pancakes. But he has Miss Beakley do it while Donald has to do it, and then adds hilarious antics because Donald sucks at everything, so he like burns his beak on the grill. So there's all this great slapstick <laughs> comedy you could do with this pancake competition. But at the very end, Scrooge accidentally eats one of Donald's pancakes and realizes that Donald was right all along because he tried it really hard. And so that worked out, and then in the other one, Launchpad <laughs> returns to the sea. And then they find out that the car was a rental and they had insurance, so they didn't have to clean it anyway. But they <laughs> uh, found out that working, they found they, that out. They found out that working together was really <laughs> what they needed to learn all along, us- utilizing each of the ducks' unique skills. Four so stars, look, Nathan. Thanks yeah, for so that. Looks, <laughs> look forward to the great car wash adventure with an exclamation point at the end next week. Um, <laughs> You, tell me that that could not be an actual episode based on what we've seen. You it can't. can't because at the end, Scrooge has to steal Donald's pancakes and switch them with Mrs. Beakley's and then still win and Donald still loses. Yeah, thank you. That That's correct. That's the, the correct <laughs> thing. Right. Maybe instead of like the rawness of the pancakes, it could just be like blueberry versus another flavor. Because I realize that people don't actually want raw pancakes. Yeah. That's just better. You yeah. can't really eat that. You may have so, been thinking of hamburgers. So hopefully Disney hasn't stopped listening to steal my ideas, and they've waited this long so they can correct it. But, I mean, you know, who knows? I've seen a cartoon of Donald when he's making pancakes, and he put glue in it on accident and got his head stuck in the bowl. See, that's hilarious. You could totally <laughs> use that. It was a great episode. Or yeah. cartoon. Was that on DuckTales? No, it was like one of the old ones for like the 40s or 50s. Mm. We, we already established that those aren't good anymore. Derek has told us this. I never. Old, I didn't say that far back. No. <laughs> oh, that's too far back. Yeah. Why are we putting this on oh, the list? That's what you meant. I was like, Derek would love those. What are you saying? Yeah. He likes hey, the old. Look, we have to put us on the list. This episode can end. Is it better or worse than the Beagle Birthday Massacre? I'd worse. say it's. Yeah, I'd say it's worse. All right, that's where it's going. All right, what's below it? <laughs> Terra Firmans. That's the only thing that's below it. <laughs> That's unfortunate. What's his name? Mark Beeks? Yeah. I'm going to go watch freaking Social Network now to purge myself of this. So currently, <laughs> it's Great Dime Chase. Yeah, that's still the best one. That Ooh. was a good one. Mm-hmm. The House of Lucky Gander. Day Trip of Doom. The Beagle Birthday Massacre. Played by Michael Fassbender. Oh, wait, no, that's another movie. The Infernal Internship of Mark Beeks. And then Terra of the Terra Furbians. That list explains why I'm frustrated with the show. <laughs> because all the, the two best ones were came out first and they're on top. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like decline. <laughs> so the first two weeks were fine. <laughs> the last <laughs> four weeks have been like... Well, all right. 
Mm-hmm. I also feel like Gander was not. It was, I dare say, returned to form, but it was better than like the rest of them had been. I felt. Yeah. Even if the frog looked weird. <laughs> you mean he looked like a frog? He looked weird. He didn't look like a frog. He looked weird. Don't eat Zero out of ten. I Google image searched frogs. Their eyes are on top of their heads. Google image searched cartoon frogs and see how it's done better. James posted one from the original DuckTales and it looked like a frog. It it looks like a cartoon character, not a frog. Well, this doesn't look like anything. It looks like a freaking (laughs) weird statue face with no head. Who cares? He's dead. I care because he looked weird. And so are we. We all have died watching this thing. Yeah, we're all going to die. That doesn't make anything I do okay. We're done. Does anyone have any final thoughts? You can contact me at the useless god about ducks crap. I don't care. You can contact Send me. Send me your pigeon pictures, that binge watch fan. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you can contact me at burning lizard and tell me if you're still enjoying it or if you are noticing that a worrying trend in the episode quality everyone that didn't like it probably stopped after terra fermi and let's not fool ourselves everyone still listening must like the show or be in denial like Derek, mm. or do it for a podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm in i'm in the third one <laughs> mm. or all of the above that's probably me <laughs> well guess we'll see you all next week when we talk about mummies. I'm excited. I like mummies. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining it's probably going to be the mummy that we've been yeah. seeing from the opening. No, it's not. It's going to be the car wash adventure. You know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> That's been this week's episode. We're not talking about this anymore. Next week, enjoy the living mummies of Tothra, colon, the great car wash adventure. We'll see you then. That could be a real episode, though. I'd like to imagine that maybe people that listen to a podcast about a show would like to go a little deeper into it rather than just say, eh, this was my opinion. You already did that. We figured out who their mom was. No, we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's magic, Obs. Opening and ending music by at Ben Sound. Podcast cover art by Nathan Rackley at Drawakir on Twitter.